Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Last Minute Kickout. We are the Three Men Beard Trip, and this <laughs> week we're going to be talking about TLC 2017. I am uh, Pete Tight Squid Nethercoat, as always, joined by John Turbo Finley and Kevin AAUK Eva. If he still wants to be using that name, I can't remember. He, 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 he kind of stopped using it, but he doesn't. Yeah, I kind of thought he did. So that's Kevin, the Kevin Eva, Eva, and <laughs> <laughs> Kilo yes, uh, Victor in. November. <laughs> we are yeah we're the shield um but yes uh tlc 2017 uh just happened uh we're recording this after raw and smackdown has happened uh i believe john and i have seen the follow-ups but not missed kevin yet uh because work happens and work oh, is a thing that does happen it's been fun mm. man those sounds of last night at all <laughs> so, so um, um nothing. T- tlc is a card that went in with a lot of hype, uh, considering that there was only two title matches on the actual card. Um, so, and then on two days before the actual card happened, a lot of the card got more interesting and less interesting. So, um, it's one of those things that went into with a lot of hype, lost it, and the actual card itself, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, basically, the plague hit it. Yeah, essentially. It says, a- uh, yeah, well, I'm just talking WWE that the best booker in the business is the mumps and potential meningitis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was a thing. Um, but yeah, uh, hope everybody enjoyed episode one. And as we talk about episode two, with tables, ladders, and chairs. Um, hopefully, I've done that in the right order. Uh, but yes. <laughs> We'll start with the kickoff show, which I missed most of and just caught the actual end of the match, which I'm kind of glad for because it was Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox. Yeah. So it's really annoying because Alicia Fox can wrestle. She just can't talk. And Yeah, that I, that I that's the issue that I have is that she has one really good move in her arsenal. The Northern Lights? And yeah, yeah, the Northern Lights suplex. Mm-hmm. And... That's a really good move to be doing for for herself for her, but yet yeah, the rest of her, nothing, absolutely nothing, of good value is, uh, you know, part of her character, her performance. After that, you know, I mean, of, is, you know. I I have a feeling they've brought Alicia Fox up because Nia Jax is obviously taking a leave of absence, from what I'm aware of. Well, um, yeah. I mean, pre- previously she was uh, trying to be be, be with uh, Bloomin' Noam Dar, and look where that went. Jeez, yeah. I feel sorry for the man. Jeez. <laughs> it's like, you know, but it's yeah. like, uh, um, yeah. So the match was really no nothing. Um, yeah, it was. It, it started off very scrappy at the at the it, like. It was all. It almost harkened to the start of a Bloomin' Divas match. Yeah, and that really is like that. Ugh, it's just mm, I thought we my, were out of this rut. My my problem with this match uh, is the same problem with most of the card, and the winner is pretty easily telegraphed due to what the actual booking is. Yeah. So if you actually look at the booking with the actual last minute changes uh, over the card, a lot of the winners were quite easily knowable just by looking at who was facing who. Uh, but yeah. yeah, what? Who who actually has a program at the moment? They are. Um, yeah, well, pretty much. <laughs> Everyone else, me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, did you catch the kickoff match, Kev? I did, actually. Thoughts? Um, there, there was some good stuff in it. Sprinkled throughout, believe it or not. Uh, first of all, we had uh, commentary doing goods. Uh, uh, Graves put over actual actually Foxwell because it's Graves. So naturally enough, it's like, hey, remember this mm-hmm. person that you don't give a damn about? Actually, um, deceptive. It was deceptively strong. Uh, Booker mentioned her tenacity as well. Actually, Book, Book, Booker was all over the shop, uh, as he usually is. Yeah, yeah. We we will get to that eventually. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, there was some little bits. There was a little tease of the uh, banks going over to heal. Still, because yeah, I, uh, there was you did the handshake. And she sort of did the heel move and did the drop kick. Yeah, uh, they've been teasing that heel term for since Bailey has been back properly, and mm. yeah, I I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on that anytime soon. They might uh, do now I think that they'll night... save that for. I think they'll save that for Mania season. I think. Uh, no, yeah, you're probably right. Um, at this point, you know, I have a strong feeling going into Royal Rumble that we'll probably have a women's Royal Rumble as well because that seems to be how the booking seems to be going. Yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we see something around there like uh, her and Bailey team up and then get kicks Bailey out the last minute. Yeah, um, put it on hold with uh, Survivor Series now. No, absolutely. Uh, which is another conversation entirely based on Raw and SmackDown this week. But there was another couple of little little thing. Uh, Alicia Fox's tantrum on the outside was horrendous. Yeah, it was it was it was flailing and terrible. Um, please take lessons from Christian if you're going yeah. to do. You know, Cir- uh, Circa WrestleMania 18, you yeah, know he did yeah, it the best yeah. way of doing it. Um, uh, these boxes tilt a well backbreaker looked pretty sick actually. Mm. That, that was good, uh, although it was spoiled somewhat by the very obvious way Sasha Banks set herself up for it. Um, <laughs> Uh, everyone yelling at the ref to do the do his job and count uh, was quite funny. And actually, I quite like the fact that they did this sort of um, they did some ring psychology with Alicia going for the count out victory, and then afterwards them sort of mirroring it, and and Sasha kind of going for the count out victory. Uh, it, it's you don't really see sort of both competitors go for a count out quite often mm. so no. that was that was a little different um a props to the guy in the rock band world tour shirt in the front row yeah he's standing up and promoting that game um <laughs> e- eagle eye on that because i was i didn't catch that <laughs> uh he was he was there for raw and i believe smackdown as well yeah. well there was somebody there yeah um and then then booker t uh, for some reason compared Alicia Fox to the missing link. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting wrestling connection, but at the same time, what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it was, it was a very kickoff show match. Yeah. I think that's a very good way to explain it. Really. It was a match that felt like it deserved to be on the kickoff show compared to like a lot of stuff that we've had previously. 
Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really think the match got anybody hyped for anything, though. Uh, I think that's the problem. Nah. Well, I mean, granted, granted it had its fair fair share of time on it. It was only like a, a match that went just over 10 minutes, so it was a decent, decent enough match, but uh, nothing too, um, you know, engaging to entice people to be hyped for the, the card ahead. Uh, although, what was it? I... Um, I saw this tweet on Twitter uh, of another. You you talked about the uh, rock band world tour uh, guy, uh, Kevin. I saw another uh, sign that was tweeted uh, by someone I know, uh, and it was can't, uh, let you, can't let you do that, Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox, yeah, it was like yeah, it was brilliant. It was like a <laughs> lot of video game references today to, uh, on this show on, in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, one one last thing from my side. Um, we, it was like we had the battle of the of the nineties lycra going on because we had yes we had fluorescent yellow and versus fluorescent pink. <laughs> it was this very weird. I can't wait until we get yes. to Survivor Series where we have all the fluorescent, including the light. For bloody. <laughs> we've got yeah, we've got the black light, and then mm. we've got Bailey, who basically wears every color ever. <laughs> um, that's like, but that's but like, that's that's Naomi at the moment. Well. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, I think with that, we should just move straight on to the first match of the night. Yeah. Uh, and funnily enough, Kevin just mentioned her my name because our first match was that of uh, Emma versus Asuka. Yeah. And guys, I love Asuka. She, she's so awesome. Like, she's, like... she's good. Um, I don't like the mask. <laughs> I know it's part of the whole entrance. <laughs> well, of that, of but... well, of course, well, of course. Yeah. I mean, the mask isn't, that appealing i mean uh absolutely you know, I, don't, I don't i don't think those things sell very well in the wwe shop but uh I, well at least the, her tyrotron she has like a uh you know kind of like a uh you know a different foray of different masks and whatnot no, the absolutely. mask that she had wearing um for the show well, tonight was the green the old one. one yeah um I thought it was a very good match, uh, considering, again, we knew who was going to win this match. It was quite obvious yeah. that Asuka debuting was going to win. But I felt like the match actually did very well to put Emma over. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it, it's pretty much the, doing the same thing as what they did with Shinsuke Nakamura, is actually putting in a little more competition for their mm-hmm. opponent um, against this strong, dominant, kind of like Japanese, hard, uh, you know, strong-style uh, wrestler. And... Um, it really did show that obviously Emma was holding her own to a certain degree, which was good. Yeah. Um, but some people obviously are kind of like disappointed that Asuka wasn't being the killer that she has been in NXT. But of course, we'll see that down the line. I think once with... Asuka's been on the roster for a while, we'll see her because they can't have her just come out straight dominate and because. Essentially, they can't have her do what she did on NXT because that's what. Uh, aye, we can't have her NXT. have. Yeah, we can't have her have uh, like three minute squash matches with the yeah. the entire women's roster. That's not going to help. No. Um, but uh, but no, in this match, I mean, she was at top form. Um, was it one one of the main highlights? Uh, that I think here was. Uh, yeah, I it's just Asuka strikes like. Oscar just kicking in 
uh, Emma's head at one point. I was oh, just yeah, literally going, ow. And then just like, yeah. stamping on her head. Yeah. So it's like, that is like pure on Asuka viciousness right there. And the, it's just like, think oh. Emma was ready for the first one. The oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no. Very ready. Yeah, that's why I said, like, that's why I said, ouch. It's like, that was just brutal. Um, I mean, the crowd was totally behind Asuka all the way. Like, uh, she was definitely getting loved by the fans. Like, a lot of the the crowd was behind Asuka and knew who she was from NXT and whatnot, which is a good thing because you need that crowd kind of like, you know, support in order to yes. get the TV audience to say, hey, this character means something to, to the crowd. They need to, you know, do this and whatnot. So, so yeah. Um, uh, I think it was just I think it was a very good match that made Emma look decent. Mm-hmm. You know, uh I mean she did hold her own, but she didn't have too much of offense against Oscar. I think it was like uh like 30 like it's not even 50-50 like 60-40 to Oscar's kind of like uh side. But I mean that makes sense considering Oscar was going to win like Yeah, of course. I mean, but yeah, I mean that's all I've really got to say on that match like yeah, it was a very easy to determine match who was going to win that. Uh, Emma and Asuka both looked strong in the match. What about okay. yourself, Kev? Yeah. Um, a, f- a few things. Yeah, I, f- I think it was, as, as John mentioned, uh, a lot of people were upset about the amount of offense that Emma, has got, Emma got in in the match. They did make out uh, at least in the commentary, they did try to indicate that you know it's oh, it's the big leagues now, and it's not going to necessarily be as easy. Yeah, they played on that a bit. Uh, also, I think people it was deceptive because more because people were surprised that hey, this is hey Emma actually got offense at all <laughs> um, because it was like all of a sudden hey, remember when Emma was had like a build and stuff before the injury and Emmalina everything. Yes, um, well. When she was, she was the badass. I still don't like Emma's new music. Uh, I just, I have, I have, my second note is Emma's theme is trash. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is terrible. Um, my first, my first note though was why was this first? I, uh, um, I have a feeling it was Asuka's back. Let's like get the crowd hyped. Yeah, but it, considering everything else and considering some of the other matches we had. Um, I could have seen something else jerking the curtain as opposed to this. Uh, I, I think they're trying. Yeah, I think they're trying to go for the same thing they had when they put the uh, a big Cena title match on first. I can't remember when it was, but you know that was obviously uh, due to American TV. No, it was <laughs> it was this year, but I, I got what you're saying because uh, there was something that was on American television that they wanted to compete with at the time, so they put the championship match on first. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, wrong. it was the election. I, yeah, was... anyway, it was Punk who was first when he had the title. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, again, there was the, the hard strikes. The uh, rolling through of the ankle lock was good, it just it was just to show Oscar's uh, tenacity and, and yes, level. yeah. The third time, Emma's knee bent in a way which is not supposed no. to happen. Yeah, I think even, I, I, even I, the commentators I, made a thing on that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was putting in uh, that one there, and I said, "Look at the twist." It was like, Woof. 
Yeah. Just like because <laughs> everyone in the crowd went, the, the, the commentators went. It was just like, oh, yeah. don't do that again. But no, nobody was seriously harmed off of it. So no, it's... no Unfortunately, I. she went. <laughs> poor Emma went from that and her knee being turned inside out um, into a German suplex, complete with captured leg still, mm. and she landed pretty flat. It, it was not a good couple of minutes to be Emma. Uh, no. <laughs> in time but yeah it, 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 Emma came out of it with some degree of you know competence you know mm. um, and Oscar came out and they get to say that things are more difficult for now and she still beat the person Oscar still beat the person who beat everybody else you know in that division so she mm-hmm. was sort of immediately set up to be potential number one contender so mm. aye uh, of course um, yeah the match ended at uh, 9 minutes 26 so it's, it was under 10 minutes which mm, you know just just barely I don't, I, don't, I don't think it needed to last any longer than it did no um, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely looking at these matches and going this match feels like it could be over and then it ends like a couple of like half a minute later and I'm like yeah okay yeah. Yeah, you know, I've had my fill of this match. It's um, it's done what I needed it to. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Although, moving, Grant, yeah, I, I was gonna say there's quite the reason why these matches were short, and we'll get to those in just a moment. Also, by the way, uh, a- uh Asuka had a little bit of underboob there, so uh, she always does. Like, That's so- uh, her whole shtick with that. So, Ooh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I only just yeah. noticed that. I didn't notice that before the past. So it's like, yeah, I just wanted to point sure, it out there, guys. Sure. <laughs> I have no idea um, what he's talking about. Um, but yes, uh, moving on. What was the next match on the card? No, there wasn't a match next. No, there, there was wasn't. Figures a match next. I think oh, we're right. the most important thing that happened on this entire card, which is that we wasted time while Elias came out, sat on the chair, and then Jason Jordan came out with some food produce and threw them at him. Well, this is following on from an apparent skit that happened on the pre-show where Elias interrupted Jordan. So, um, yeah, the less said about this, the better, because I didn't even know what was going on. Well, can I point out that uh, apparently Cole was disappointed by this? I only have one three words for that mm-hmm. fuck off coal yeah. yes. do that not try to be that's a shame yeah it's, not. it's, it's like no stop being so cynical you i don't like nugget. how i don't like how the current commentators have this whole i'll switch on my heel or face persona when i deem it necessary it's irrelevant it's bullshit it's yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, what was anyway, what was the next actual to... match? <laughs> okay, the yeah was the two o five live. It's the cruiserweight tag team match uh, between uh, Evil Jack Gallagher. I- I'll be honest with you, I completely. I think I must have fallen asleep because I don't even remember that I match. So blame <laughs> you. Um, but but no. Gallagher is evil now because he has a moustache, I guess. <laughs> Uh, no, he had a moustache to begin with, which just means he was. He evil just he just wrong. turned evil. He just he, no, ha- he just he, has- he just wears a suit while okay, he wrestles. Okay, 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 okay. Who actually watches Two Hundred Five Live? Brilliant. 
let's skip on. <laughs> no one really cares. Um, to uh, like the cruiserweight division is a hot fucking mess right now. Um, because I, I do watch it, and they basically do continue a storyline every two weeks, basically. So we get two storylines going on every one week, and then the next two with another week with them interspersed on Raw. And as we mentioned last time, the fucking storylines are fucked up because something that happens on two or five live doesn't coincide with what's going on on Raw at the moment. It's a fucking hot mess. It was an okay match. Made no fucking point who won. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, well, in that case, you do you want to go to the next match, Kev? Or do you have something to say? Um, I, I, my notes now disappear. So. Yeah, apparently <laughs> my, my mine disappeared as well. Yeah, apparently in, lost in, it was lost in, to the in ether. Brevity, though, in brevity, though, before we go on, I appreciate Jack Gallagher's William Regal style wrist tape that he's yes. wearing on his hand. Yeah, for no other reason. Um, Swan hit a flip and basically a somersault flip and basically just sat on Gallagher's shoulder. Um, which I'm sure just, you know, did him fantastic damage. Followed by Alexander just doing a somersault plunger over the top rope and just making zero contact with anybody, basically. Um, but it was devastating manoeuvres, and then the, the face is won. Yeah. Well, we did, have a we did have a Phoenix Splash. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Everyone, everyone does it. <laughs> Everyone's it's, done it now. It, it, the, the Cruiserweight division just... Um, you you know that the production team were taking a break because they allowed somebody with a cease and desist a young buck shirt to be centre of the camera. The entirety of the match. It was a piss break match. It was a piss break match. Mm. Like for the production I team. Get, yeah, yeah, apparently. I guess, I guess this. I guess this was the match that should have started the show. Then I suppose. I I do. I I agree that this should have been a kickoff match or should have opened the show with because uh, the cruiserweight style is really good for building up a lot of ooh, ah, smack. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, uh, Kendrick also had some very good tag team psychology. Trapping the leg, grapevining the leg. One um, swan, I think, was on the ground. The thing is... Him over the, the stone corner. The thing is, is that they did this as a match. It was either on Raw or on 205 Live that just happened, uh, like, the week before TLC, and it was pretty much just a carbon copy of the match with the same winners. Like, there was nothing new in this match. This is why it was completely pointless to have. Oh, good. Mm. Like, there was, there was no point to it. Anyway. Let's move on to the next match. Which, what was <laughs> uh, it? It was uh, the Women's Championship match for the Raw Women's Championship between cool. Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. So this was the... Oh, she's old. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I know the bill. Love of God. <laughs> the bill. Um, the again. It, it it goes back to our review last week about how WWE just doesn't know how to kind of like make anything new, um, for an angle and whatnot. Yeah. It's like it's you know it's evil foreigner and whatnot. Now we got old or you know age. It's such a terrible thing and whatnot well, blah, blah, blah the only thing they can do with mickey james is just to insult mickey james well <laughs> at least they're not calling her piggy james like Again. they were when she was um you know in her last run this, this her... thing had this thing had vince's fingerprints i'll be i'll be honest uh, with you going into this match like a week before the raw like go home show i was just like okay mickey james could win this and they might set her up 
But the minute they started, she, they started letting her announce that she wants to win it to be her who, her seventh championship reign. And yeah. you know, being the, I knew that she wasn't going to win this. Like, no, of course not. That was the te- that was the telltale sign because yeah. it was the same with the Dudleys. It was the same with mm-hmm. the uh, what else? Uh, who else kind of like came back? I mean, I the under- person, the only person who came back and actually won, won a championship was Goldberg. But they only yes. did that to have a marquee match at WrestleMania. So yeah. it's like, Please. like. Oh, well, uh, yeah, the Hardys did Hardys. Come back and win. Yeah. I understand the want to have these big name old stars come back and build up the younger stars, but people who already have like Alexa Bliss is a, is really good. Like Charlotte's really good. Uh, like well, so all far, of the, all, all, so all far these she's so, Yeah, so far she's so good that she's won both women's cha- yeah. championships within a year. So like. All of these names are really, really good in house, and they should be having really good fire matches with their current talent. Now, don't get me wrong, Mickey James and Alexa Bliss was an astounding match to watch. It was really, really good. It was like it was really on point, and it did really well. But having an older star continually used to the newer star essentially is just going to go on and it's just going to always be Young's going to beat the old. Like, we need to have, like, more more stuff that we saw on NXT, which is more Sasha versus um, Bailey-type matches in, like, marquee showdown stuff. It needs to be that fire, that good. Yeah. It was a shotgun build. Mm-hmm. And- I do have a feeling that build for a holding pattern match. We, we're we're just buying time to get past, buy time, get past Survivor Series so we can get, we can get. We've got Oscar and Sasha because they've been teasing that for a lot. That was the entire mm-hmm. thing from that um, the match, the match to have the right to face Oscar. Remember. Yeah. Um, the only thing that we've heard since then is how Sasha really wanted to face Oscar. So they've mm-hmm. got that, and they've got her versus Alexa Bliss. Um, uh, interesting note, because uh, I, I did look this up uh, with her going on about age so much. Pretty much the only two uh, women's wrestlers in WWE who are actually younger than Alexa Bliss are Sasha Banks and mm-hmm. Paige. Everyone else is older. So everyone's old. Apparently. Yeah. Everybody's old. I mean, that that's just, unfortunately, that's the nature of WWE anyway. Like, to get into the businesses is you, you've got to be young and build your craft elsewhere. I mean, by the time you get into WWE, you're at least, what, 30? Our age? Yeah. Our age, essentially. Mm. Don't, like, unless you're, unless you're really lucky. They might, they might all think we're strapping 21-year-olds. Oh wait! The oh, no. oh wait! Oh wait! Um, people on iTunes because we're now on iTunes with this. Oh, yeah. Hello. Um, just, just be just just when you're thinking about what we might possibly look like, just imagine, you know, six foot three dudes with beards. Just three dudes with beards. It's fine. All blonde, strapping muscles. Out <laughs> we're we're all amateur wrestlers in our own right yeah, it's true we're, we're, we're well known on the indie circuit by uh, many Indeed. different names um all of them mm. get out um, <laughs> um but yeah uh john you got anything to say on the match yeah uh, a couple of things that i wanted to talk about um th- th- there was some really good kind of like uh back and forth 
during the match. Um, there was a double knockdown spot that was really good. Oh, um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that that was a really good uh, spot there. Uh, Mickey James with a, a beautiful drop to kick at one point. Uh, a sunset powerbomb uh, from uh, that Alexa Bliss used uh, did for a two count. That was really good. But when it got to the end of the match, it really irked me that the crowd was losing interest and they started chanting for tables. Yeah. I was like, I just basically shouted, fuck off. It's like, I mean, seriously. I think it's the, I think it's the kind of problem that you, you have when you have uh, pay-per-views that are named after like big marquee, like matches that we used to get one of a year or like every couple of years. Well, granted, I think, I think it's the problem that because it was called TLC and there was all the tables, lads, and chairs everywhere, regardless, that people were expecting more hardcore matches as it was, rather than just the one TLC match to end the card. I thought it was pretty clear that uh, Mickey's fans were just after some hardcore country. <laughs> um, but... but no, I, I do get your point, John. Um, I, I think I pretty much gave the same sort of reaction when they started it was just like there's no need for this like i understand that you want like but this clearly you wasn't what the match carnage was. yeah but anyway but, um again uh, yeah i mean it was a pretty pretty match uh, it was a decent match where we kind of knew the result going into it which is annoying yeah. Aye. i mean uh did you have any extra notes yourself kev talking about the match um there was some good going they told a consistent story throughout with the working over of the arm mm-hmm. no mm. forgetting which arm it was that was it it was all the way throughout mm. um mickey i think she fell off the top at one point there was like a it was like a weird thing where there was like an accidental thing that worked into alexa's favor yeah, and she she was on the and she was screaming her lungs out. I mean, she, we were, yes, we were it was uh, she was playing possum, wasn't she? Because Alexa went for the high risk and then yeah. missed it. Because she lost out. Mickey moved. Terry Funk, my arm, my arm, Alexa. Yeah, I was, Yeah, it was it was the uh, the twisted bliss uh, that she missed uh, to kind of like uh, you know take advantage of. So yeah, uh, I think that the finish. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn on the finish because they made a whole thing about she's a veteran, she's a veteran, she's a veteran, and then she lost by yeah. a very novice thing to do in terms of trust. Yeah. Um, which was kind of covered by Alexa's facial expression immediately afterwards, which was like, how the heck did she survive all this? And, and what have you. But then she just turned back to normal and waha boohoo and cried, yeah. which is a usual thing. Yeah, I, th- I felt she was she was on the the ramp for a lot longer than she needed to be. Like there was meant to be something else that was meant to happen, maybe. Um, well, well, granted, it kind of like that was after her kind of like uh, her John Cena esque kind of like uh, promo that she had in in the ring, where it's yeah. like, ah, you win some, you lose some. She actually said that. Uh, well, actually, no, it wasn't in her promo. She said that as she was going up the ramp. And going going into the back, she says, "You win some, you lose some." It's like, no, don't act like John Cena. That's not the way to do things. You know, you're pissed, you lost. You know, she's also the face. Well, I still, you can still be pissed if you're 
of your face. I think the only I think the only way you can be visibly annoyed at a loss like that is if you're a heel in a heel scenario. Mm. Um because otherwise, you know, you've got to just keep up the kayfabe on the camera. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, good match, uh, which I believe takes us into another Elias segment. Uh, again. Which, which we can skip over because it was Fuck. exactly the same again. I don't understand. One, Although one, the crap... one note that I had written was just, oh, for fuck's sake. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's all I wrote. That, that. Well, that, well, that's what I wrote, wrote as well. Elias, dot dot dot, again, dot mm-hmm. dot dot. Fuck, that's all I said. <laughs> um, but yeah, it then takes us into another two o like two o five live spectacular of Mister <laughs> Amore versus Kalisto in another weird ass title change for no reason whatsoever. I'll, I'll yeah, t- I'll tell you one thing from the get go though. His music is now getting booed. Yes, which is what he, which, what wasn't happening uh, because mm. he was still he was still getting face pop when the music was, and now it's very. He's still getting f- he's still getting crowd joining when he does his thing though, which is yeah, what he needs but... to change if although, he wants to go for the full heel. Although uh, they to- totally uh, were plexed of how what happens when they were going into the whole spiel because. Enzo Amore was a little hoarse during that uh, uh, well, ma- yes. uh, during that pro- uh, promo that he had because I don't know how many Marlboros he was smoking, but uh, yeah, he could. I, not I, I think it's much. I think I think it's the same as the normal like throat thing that's going around. I've been I've had the throat noise for yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he was he was really him. he was definitely sounding bad uh, doing that. Um, also, Kalisto has his old Lucha, uh, Lucha Dragons music again. I yeah, he had it. He, he had, had it. They gave it back to him when he re-debuted on Raw instead of the new theme they gave him when he was still on SmackDown. Ah, um, I have it... a feeling. I have a feeling that that's because the new music they were trying to give him was to be a bit more heelish, and he's obviously the face on Two Hundred Five Live at the moment. Mm. So, but oh, I mean, Two Hundred Five Two Hundred Five Live is just so much in the air with. Neville essentially gone now, taking his ball and gone home by the sound of it. Well, for for good reason, really. From no, absolutely. what we've been talking about, uh, like for example, in this match, um, where basically, you know, uh, like Kaliso obviously was doing well. He was doing like overhead, um, you know, um, uh, head scissor takedowns, you know, to Enzo and whatnot. Um, it's like. Decent kind of like uh, kick, kicks and flips from Kalisto and whatnot. Um, Enzo with his offense of his DDG. Yeah. Yeah. I totally piss all over of uh, Jake the Snake. Why don't you? Um, and uh, yeah, the the finish I obviously was kind of annoyed at, and and I'm sure this is probably the reason why. Neville is no longer wanting to be with WWE because of booking decisions like this. Um, I don't know what the rest of your guys' thoughts are on the rest of that match was, but basically, I just did not like this match. I mean, um, at all, I haven't liked the storyline at all regarding uh, any of the 
like when Enzo Amore went there and had the the storyline with um, Neville, sure, it was good. Okay, Neville lost the title, and then I don't know. They could have had Neville go back to like keep heel or be face, but I think just the like. I don't know why they decided to put the title on Kalisto because Neville walked out because Neville wasn't going to win that when Neville clearly should have beaten Enzo Amore. Um, they fell into the old wrestling tradition that the substitute wins in a shock. But it was... Yeah. It... <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason why. Again, it's, it's to do with having consistent storylines on Raw and a non-consistent storyline on 205 Live. Um, it's so weird. Like, And they should just keep it consistent without, because that way you can go... It's the same way as when they had the consistent storyline between Raw and SmackDown, when it was all one brand back in the day, even with SmackDown pre-taped and everything else. You still had to want to watch SmackDown to see what happened, and there were some really good marquee shows back on SmackDown back in the day. But yeah. you actually had the odd title change every now and again. It was. It made you want to watch SmackDown. Currently, there's nothing to watch 205 Live because the storylines are not consistent. They're not doing. They're doing two, three matches in an hour, and I'm like, eh, and they're just doing just like the odd storyline, and it doesn't match up with what's going on on Raw half the time. It's so frustrating because we. It's so annoying to know that the cruiserweights did well and had more interest in them when there was no when the storyline that was there was built around them wanting to win a trophy and nothing else yeah. and now they're trying to invoke storyline to give it a show and it doesn't work because because it's the it's match. it's the well it's the main roster uh writers that are working on this uh crap and they they have no clue how to use them at times it's and they go back to the well uh, as well, and it it just doesn't it doesn't gel at all whatsoever. But no, it was a pretty bad match. I think it was the only shock title twist change. I wasn't expecting Amore to win it, to be honest. Yeah, not, yeah. not so soon. I mean, what was your kind of like take on it, Kev? Uh, my take on it was he is Enzo Amore, and he's a bona fide bore, and like. <laughs> He's a bona fide ball, which brings... Watch that. Seriously, he just... I don't like Enzo in the ring. The most entertaining Enzo has ever been was when he conked himself out of the bottom rope. It's... (laughs) And I preferred his promos after that because he was unconscious. Um, There's... uh, I understand why he's got the connection with the crowd and and he does have the gift of the gab, no question about it. Well, he's the opposite to Alicia Fox, isn't it? He can talk, but he can't wrestle. Weren't they even shouting, you can't wrestle at him at some point? I can't remember them chanting that. I can't remember. I know they did it recently. I can't remember who. Um, His character's that he's a dick. He wrestles like he's a dick. But he has the belt because he he makes money. That's that's the problem. He makes money. It's just like... That's the irritating thing. You don't hate... it's, It's an odd one because... It's not like X Park Heat. X Park Heat. No. Uh, Enzo Heat is sort of just like, I hate you as a person. 
it's like it's like, it's like I hate you for but you think it's like no, I hate you as a person. Yeah, personally, I hate you as opposed to you know, oh you dastardly person. No, I just I just don't like you, and I just yeah. I, but I mean, that's the same. I mean, not everybody's gonna like everybody. I mean, I'm the one that grew up liking John Cena when everybody hated him. I'm the one that like. Yeah, I'm the I'm the problem. <laughs> Me, I'm He's the problem. Um, the torches and the burning brass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like Roman Reigns. It's all right though. Um, but yeah, you've, you've you've matured obviously over time. But, yeah, but I wouldn't go that far. His music is supposed to invoke a cheer now because it's the Shield music. Mm, that was the well, it, well, it was always the Shield music. His music anymore it was to reunite the Shield. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, uh, next was one of the yeah Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, the Demon versus the Phenomenal one. Was it something you enjoyed, John? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, this is now, so fucking awesome! Don't, don't get me wrong, it was a really, really good match. Yeah, but it fell I into mean, Grant... the pro- it yeah. fell into the problem of because it's a raw pay per view. Finn Balor was always going to win the match, regardless of how good it was. And you went True. into that match and you knew it. And that was the biggest problem with the match is that we knew the outcome. Yeah. Now, granted, this was obviously the match that uh, where we were originally going to have the the Demon versus Sister Abigail. Now, granted, there are some people out there. Yeah, I. I was like, some people were out there thinking. Oh, it's a shame about uh, you know Bray Wyatt was ill and we couldn't see this match. It's like, thank <laughs> fuck, this didn't happen because you know fine it was gonna be bad because the last um, two kind of like encounters or three encounters that they had in matches were subpar to below at, at best, and it's like it really irked me how people were kind of like, oh, it would have been. You know, nice to see see how we no, this is better. This is way better, and this had no build. Like, so I'll agree, I'll agree with you, but the best the best match that these two actually had was the one that was on Raw, not the one that was on the pay per view. The one where Bray actually won was the best match of the three. Well, it would have been the best match of the three, which is kind of stupid. You know, it's like, it... but no, going going to this match alone i mean just the psychology like kevin's probably gonna say this as well but you know the, the the ring psychology that finn and aj had in this match was amazing like the the synergy essentially was there of them just being able to work off each other and be able to you know um you know do count you know doing counters and doing each moves on each other was just really good. It wasn't fluid. It was really good. Not and yet. granted, you're probably you're you're probably gonna agree, uh, Pete, that this wasn't like a five star match or anything like that. This was like, you know, um, I'd say it's it's definitely a, a. I mean, I don't really give stuff. I'm like, I'm invested in this match. It's a good match. That's the way I look at. It. And yeah, you know, just just like with anything else, if I'm invested in the match and I enjoy the match, it's a good match. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't need to worry about giving it numbers or stars or anything else. It was a good match. Yeah. Um, they went old style with the old collar and lock uh, with the lockups and everything else. They they 
progressed to like some of the hard hitting stuff that they've done in New Japan and they picked up there and they they just had a mixture of all the different wrestling types. It was very good to watch. Yeah. And uh, they they pretty much busted out their uh, arsenal quite quite well. Hell, uh, what was it? Uh, Finn Balor pull off, uh, what was it, a, a bow and arrow submission? Um, yes. Yeah? It's yeah. like, who does that most of the time on the um, roster? It's it, like, it's yeah. not many it, people. It, uh, it's, it is normally. AJ's done it a few times. Yeah. Um, but, but it's very few and far between. Yeah, so... Is like busting out moves like that. Cena in one of the matches they had, actually. Aye, but it yeah, be, see, it used, to be, it used to be the move I'd always spam on uh, WCW NWO Revenge on the N64. <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, <laughs> it was you. <laughs> uh, but uh, one, right, one thing I, I do want to say: a crowd again. The crowd was being over. Bearing um, again. They were being they were being incredibly smarky, especially at the end when there was the the salute everybody wanted. Yeah, um, uh, I, I think the crowd had the problem of being incredibly smarky. Oh yeah, I mean, granted, we all wanted the match. It's just I wish that the the crowd was not chanting "This is awesome" and all this all that bollocks before the match even got into the heat of it and whatnot. You know. Although, granted, that's just me in, in general nowadays. With I mean, I, th- I think everybody in this, uh, everybody on this cast is of the agreement that the crowd used that chant of "This is awesome" and "You deserve it" way too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, interestingly, they did get; they weren't given the gap for the one fall anymore. No. Which I, which I, which I like. Like, yes, no, you're not, you're not, of course you didn't. Of course you would like that. <laughs> Keep it where it was. Was it's not for WWE? Yeah, but it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Um, no. The mark off at the end was okay. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I mean, a couple of other things. Um, you know, Balor was able to hit hit the 1916. Although I think mm-hmm. it was like a modified version of 1916 or Bloody yeah. Sunday, as it's uh, normally called. Um, but uh, no, it was cool that he was able to pull off that. Um, for that, uh, oh geez, there's just so many, there's so many spots, both both from Finn and AJ. AJ doing his 450, um, uh, but missing, but still pulling it off. You know, just mm-hmm. amazing. Um, uh, there's just so many. a mid a mid air collision between the two as well it's is, like, it, is it is it safe to say that this was your match of the night oh yeah i'll definitely say that uh, this match was definitely my match of the night um uh, going on and it went on for a good long time as well like 18 no, minutes so, i i feel i feel it went on a little bit too long um i no i think i thought that was good i thought that was a good healthy kind of like time frame for that just under twenty, over to over the ten minute mark, but not over the twenty minute mark. You think if it went, a, if, you, if it went a little bit too long, it would have been too if it, long. If it was a championship match and it went a little longer, I would have accepted it. But if it went over the twenty minute mark, yeah, it would have been been a little too much. But I, uh, I, I just think it lasted too long because it wasn't leading into anything. Obviously, with Raw and SmackDown this week, they've tried to tie it into something. No. Um, but you know, going into the match, there was obviously nothing really there. You know, so it was just essentially 
we need someone to fill a gap. There's no one on the raw roster that can really do a match with Finn Balor. You know, that makes any sense. Can we get AJ in? Sure, let's get AJ in. Um, Kev, any quick thoughts? Um, well, this is the point where knowledge just goes entirely. So I've seen bits of, of right. the match, but even the bits that I've seen are just like, wow, amazing. Um, I think, it, as you said, the fact that they, the fact they turn to AJ at all, the fact that mm. AJ's the person that they turn to, um, says a lot, I think, about what management thinks of AJ Styles. Uh, yeah. It's good news. Uh, they also, I mean, they, they played up on the commentary that, you know, mm-hmm. we've got a lot. We've got to be very thankful for AJ for coming over. Um, like that. Uh, the fact that he he was like overnighted on a plane from South America to do the thing. So yeah, they played up that a lot. I think, which is just a nice indication of like, hey, AJ wasn't fresh. You know, he wasn't. Yeah, he, uh, he, he wasn't necessarily uh, at a hundred percent. So he was he was slightly protected that way. Uh, the. I, I think because the match had no bearing, really, as we said, we knew who was going to win in this situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not a big deal for AJ to lose in this situation. And he's kind of protected with the other stuff. Um, because of that, and I think they there was no... It was almost like there was no interference from um, the bookers or the matchmakers or, or anything like that. So they basically just let them do, okay, here's a lot amount of, lots of amount of time put together for a match. You know, you guys know how to have a match, put it together. I think it was more a match that was left up to the wrestlers themselves than, you know. Well, if they only had like within 24 hours to do it, then that would make yeah. a lot of sense. And, and, um, and what happened as a result, we got a very, we got a very good match. Funny how that works out. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. The only other thing is having seen the finish. Um, oh, before that, the, the springboard from the outside in to a hurricane Rana from the top from AJ. That was just like mad and he almost missed it. Um, there was a lot of blink and miss it spots i think um and the the ending was was a little bit ooh because the coup de grace he kind of just landed on star and the coup de grace sort of like lad and skid Um, yeah he kind of just landed and stabbed into his (laughs) kidney yeah, pretty much almost standing on him. Yeah, yeah. He, he he basically just landed on him and stayed landed on him, and it was it, that was a bit that was a bit cringing, juicy. Um, but yeah, uh, from what I've seen, of it, like I say, it's uh, run, run minimal Kev knowledge now because of his, I've not been able to see it. absolutely interview with everything's going on. But no, um, uh, wonderful. Yeah, seen a bit. Good match all around. I would say it was probably best on the card. To be fair. Um, and that moves us on from two piss break interludes to a whole piss break match. Um, Elias, for the third time, just to infuriate John. Uh, John. John, are you indicating it's your the favorite match of the night? <laughs> um, I just want to. I just I want to just skip over this really quickly because yeah. it would. I think the only thing that made of any sense on this was the ending of the match. Yeah. Um like it was going to lead into something i'm not sure if it was meant to be a shoulder up but the commentators seemed to make something of it but nothing was followed up on raw so... with the amount with the amount of replays that they showed off the blood and 
but if anything, you would expect it, them to follow up uh, on, uh, you know, on the next night on Raw. Yeah, but, but uh, really, in all honesty, it didn't really fucking care. Uh, I don't, I don't, like, I understand why they want Jason Jordan and Elias so high up the card, because they're both the two up-and-coming big names that they have. On the well, you see, I like, I like Jason Jordan. He was all right. You know, he is all right, but he's just been booked so I... badly. I don't angle. like Jordan at all. I just don't like him. I met um, I met the guy personally myself. I actually bought him a drink uh, when he was still part of it. This is an NXT story here. Yeah. It's like uh, when uh, him and Chad Gable were still on NXT and they were doing the uh, the UK tour mm-hmm. uh, to follow up to uh, take over take over London and mm-hmm. whatnot. And uh, they were in the same hotel I was in, and they were down at the bar. And I was just fucking hey, you know. Fancy getting a drink? Well, you know, fancy me dr- buying you a drink? And it's like, oh, sure, sure, sure. And get get a selfie out of it and whatnot. And they're, they're great guys, both of them. Jason Jordan I, and Chad Gable. And I fully expect that. I just, and I just, I'm really annoyed at how the, the writers are, you know, working with Jordan, how he's being portrayed. Because he does has, he has charisma in a certain de- degree. It's just he needed... Chad Gable, obviously, as that extra foil, is a, it's the whole Enzo and uh, Big Cass um, thing. Like that pairing was great, but when here's, you split them apart, here's my problem with with the two. Like together, they were brilliant. They were a good tag team, but they just couldn't break out in the SmackDown tag division. Okay, fine. I understand you want to have some big names. Making one the illegitimate son of Kurt Angle was probably not the best way to go. Even Kurt has no. admitted he wants out of that storyline, um, which is obviously going to lead to a Jason Jordan versus Kurt Angle thing down the line. Um, I don't think, and he's just been booked too hard. And then there was all the rumors of like the Miz versus Kurt, uh, like Kurt Angle in like some sort of like you're pushing your son too hard into all these matches. Okay, that makes sense. Nothing's really happened of it. They haven't really done anything with Jason Jordan because they pushed Miz to obviously be top card, but not give him a belt. Just be like, here, here's the Intercontinental, here's the Intercontinental Championship. You're going to hold it because you're going to end up having like um, one of the longest uh, matches, uh, longest reigns holding the belt for like the longest time. We're going to give you that one over all your title reigns, and that's going to be it. And that's they're just going to let let the Miz do the thing, which is good. I love the Miz, loving the pieces, but what they're doing, Jason Jordan, is means absolutely fucking nothing right now. They've yeah. missed the trick. They missed the absolutely. Trick. They, missed a, no, they missed the trick here with this match, and the trick was that that he he really should have he either a should have lost or b cheated. Uh, Elias should no. have just kept winning. Yeah, yeah, um, because. If we, if you're going to do the, that with Kurt, and you're going to get out of the parental angle, and you're going to get to a point where it's Jordan versus Angle, what an excellent way to start properly sowing the seeds of that. Whereas when they're both wrestling on the same card, it's father and son, and the father wins. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> spoiler for TLC match. Angle's on the team that wins. Um, but you get Angle who wins and then you've got Jordan who either wins via cheating so he doesn't have integrity or he loses 
and then Kurt can be like about how be rubbing in on SmackDown or, or inadvertently rubbing on SmackDown. I'm not SmackDown on uh, Raw. Raw. Um, it's it's just been so much crossover recently. Um, <laughs> uh, and and as and as Raw proved, he's not very he's not very subtle sometimes, and it can bite him in the ass. Um, hashtag under siege. <laughs> but you can then have it so that you know Kurt's, you know blustering oh it was good to be back and um, i've still got it and what have you is then you've got jordan getting jealous of it and resentful of kurt that way so you can you can have it that way or you could have kurt being upset because he's not showing his son is not showing integrity and i and then kurt could be wow oh, but- no, i should have i should have you know i should have been there to raise you better and then he could be like are you saying my mum does not have integrity I, I, I think a storyline I think a storyline where Kurt tries to take a more fathership mentorship role and tries to teach him the three eyes, but Jordan going along the line is all like dastardly heelish ways to win these matches that twisty, Kurt's able to keep putting him into. Yeah. Would eventually have worked. But like this was just shite and it led into a shite match on Raw with a, a really gruesome injury to end it. But yeah. let's uh move on to the final match which is mm-hmm. um, The Shield. And I'm going to call it The Shield for one simple reason. Uh, the Shield versus the five-man team of The Bar, uh, The Miz, Kane, and Braun Strowman. Now, the only reason I say it's The Shield is because even though Kurt Angle was taking the place of Roman Reigns, this match felt like they literally just told Kurt what Roman was doing in this match, and that was yeah. it. It felt like what they would have just done Without with just Roman Reigns there, yeah, it, it wasn't it Roman Reigns. Like I could, I could, have, I could <laughs> it was a very yeah, shorter, bolder Roman Reigns, less Samoan, swore more, more, more gold medalist. I, uh, he was getting really big cheers, and the crowd was into him, so he must be Roman yeah. Reigns. <laughs> um, well, you see, all right, all right, that's that's the thing that if it was Roman Reigns, the crowd would have fucking turned. Because if that was the same case, it, like with the whole scenario and whatnot of what actually happened to Kurt Angle, happened to Roman Reigns, everyone would be doing the same thing. Now, it, it was understandable why they did it with Kurt Angle, because A, he's older, B, that's him just going back into a WWE ring, mm-hmm. even though the year prior he was already wrestling. Yeah, uh, in independence and whatnot, it's not like he has that much. Well, that's why they—that's why they specifically build it as the first time in eleven years in the WWE. Yeah, game. aye, but uh, you know, but if you had Roman Reigns in that kind of like situation where he was taken out by Braun Strowman and then he comes back for the the if, the Gal- if, save as a, as a fan, if they had done a TLC with Roman. And they pulled the same shit they did at the Royal Rumble, where yeah. they had Roman carted out and then he came back. It would be yeah. a complete and utter farce. The only reason oh, they yeah. got away with it is because it was Kurt to begin with. Yeah. Um, I... But I, I feel like it was one of those, it went in with a lot of hype, A, because they really massively overhyped it being, Kurt's back, yay! And then, yeah. you know, with it being the hype of, the Shield's back, yay! Mm. And I don't know, it, it wasn't okay, it felt like the match was completely there to build up yeah. to other things. Oh like, yeah, I like. What did, we, uh, what, what, what did we have? What do we have coming out of this match as build up? We had Kane what? being Kane being the new monster, 
They're obviously building Braun to come back, possibly with a face turn. Is the rumored thing right now? Um, it's a po- but- it's a possibility because he has a lot of like uh, fan support for his destructive uh, actions and whatnot. Because yeah. his uh, his no I don't give a shit attitude is over with the fans right now. Here, here's uh, the thing: it works for Braun, but it doesn't work for um, Baron Corbin. It's no, it's amazing. Not. Um, well, but that's like, because well, that's because they're two different people. Yeah, I, like, I, like, I like the fact that Kane can choke slam Braun through the state, through the stage, have chairs fall on him. That can't beat him. He's beaten by a garbage truck. They shredded him. <laughs> yeah, he shredded him. Yeah. Um, but I have the feeling that we'll probably see Oops. Braun versus Kane in a buried alive match possibly at Survivor Series, where The Undertaker comes back and buries Kane. Oh! Really? Finally, he gets his revenge on his brother after being buried twice. Yeah. For God's sake. Um, Um, I don't know what to say about this match. Um, It's what we expected. It's like nearly every heavyweight that has held... With the exception of like one person, I think in this match that uh, hasn't no two people that haven't held uh, a world championship at one point. Like there was going to be big spots. It was going to be like a super heavyweight brawl. Yeah. My my only complaint is that this was the you you watched it and you felt this is essentially the same match they would have had with Roman Reigns in its place. Yeah. That's Although- the only thing. That's the only thing I had coming out of it, and again, it was one of those matches that you went into it knowing yeah. who was going to win. Although, do you think do you think that the same result would uh, encounter Dean being buggered over by the tables in I, that I match? See, I did hear that the tables. Um, I saw somebody the way someone put it was went into business for themselves. Yes. So. <laughs> That that high spot, I actually think it was less Dean that got more injury and more uh, Seth that got because Seth looked like he landed on his knee on the actual edge of the table. So... Uh, well, well, that that was that that was the, um, uh, the 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 leap from the ladder to the announcer table uh, yeah. spot. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the spot. Oh, the table Dean. didn't break. Yeah, yeah, twice, twice for Dean. Yeah, yeah. And, and Japanese tables again. <laughs> well, actually, what? it was it was funny because on the what was it? Uh, Matthew Botchamania posted this on uh, his Twitter, where the French commentary literally had the French commentary going, "I am the table." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my god, they are self-aware now." Oh, well, and and yeah. you'll you'll be seeing that in in the next Botchamania. Oh, I'll good, t- good. definitely say that. Good. And he'll 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 like Matthew will be milking that dry yeah somebody also said you talk too much again recently uh oh, i forgot no yeah i know what you're talking about but yeah um again yeah. uh to cut this short Kalisto. yeah anyway uh, to, yes yeah yeah he said it yeah uh to cut the short it was a good match calling it an olympic shield bomb really <laughs> really yeah a bit a bit uh forceful that is but again, it's not really led into much other than, you know, Miz is going back into his whole your you know, just exactly like Sami Zayn is doing with Daniel Bryan, essentially he's rebelling yeah. against authority. Yeah. Um which yeah. is good. It's what the Miz plays into. It worked really well for him on SmackDown. I don't 
Kurt Angle is not Daniel Bryan. I won't react to it in the same way because no. there's obviously a lot of resentment on Bryan's part because of what's going on in his personal life right now. Uh, Bryan's <laughs> Twitter after that after the Angle announcement was a joy. Yeah, mm. I, I saw his Twitter on it. It's like, yeah. He's like, hmm, really? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's been, mm-hmm. He was like, hmm, he's been cleared, is he? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, no. But yeah, any any last thoughts? Just overall thoughts on the pay per view. Um. Overall, it could have been. Uh, granted, it's not as good as last, uh, like SmackDown's last one last uh, uh, earlier this month. Uh. So in hindsight, it's like. Uh, it, it's good that we did have that AJ Finn Balor match and the TLC match, even though it was just the one stipulation match type, it was good. Um, but of course, there was too many duds to call this uh, a really good show, I think. So uh, I think it was okay for, you know, I don't think it would have been better if uh, Roman and Bray were there. I, I don't think it would have been better. Like no, as I said, of as course I, not. As as we've already agreed, the with Bray being there, the match would have been probably been worse than what we've already had. And uh, with Roman, we would have had exactly the same match anyway. Yeah. So I agree. I I think it's I think it's worse than the last pay per view we talked about, which is Hell in a Cell. So um, yeah, I definitely don't rate it as high as that. So what are you going to do? Well, um, yeah, nowhere near as high as what we had last time, I agree. And it's more a case of... There was there was too much... I mean, considering what we got and considering what it was, you know, several of the matches were thrown out, but ultimately we got, I think, probably better ones than we would have done, or at least in the TLC case, the same. Mm. Um, still a little bit too much felt like filler, and a little bit, you know, that a lot. Of it was that, basically an episode of Raw. Why should I care? I think that's the big problem with Raw pay per views. Is it just feels like another episode of Raw, as you said, John? Because three three hour Raw and a three hour pay per view, like it's just another episode of Raw, just with less backstage segments and less talking. It's essentially all it is. I don't know. De- well, def- definitely, this one had a lot more segments in it yeah. than uh, than your average pay per view, and that really irked. Well, it irked me a lot. No, absolutely. Uh, John, marks out of ten. Marks out of ten. Uh, this is going to get uh, a four, uh, mm-hmm. only because uh, the Finn Balor, Finn Balor. If there wasn't the AJ Finn Balor match, it would have been a two. Uh, or at least a three mm-hmm. uh, at, at most, but uh, a four, I'm being generous. Uh, I right. would have given it a five, but there was a lot of, there was a lot of crap on this uh, show that I just did not like. And uh, of course, Michael Cole was one of them. <laughs> Michael Cole is incredibly always uh, a down point. Kev, marks out of 10. Uh, considering I've only seen half of it, I mean. All right. Well, out of the half of the show you've watched, the, the half, other half you've listened half, to us talk. The half of the show I've seen doesn't include doesn't include the fullness of AJ versus 
So a two then. So I'm I'm it's shape it's shaping up to be a five. Okay. Shape up to be a five. Um, a disaster. I'd agree. I'd agree. It's it's certainly a a five out of ten. Like I wouldn't rate it much higher than that. Uh, only for its predictability. I'd like less predictability in the matches. Otherwise, you know, predictions just go to shit, and I could just sit there and go, "This is going to win. This is going to win. This is going to win. This is going to win." Done. And it's boring because what I, I'm going to watch something that I just, blah. Anyway, uh, we've been last minute kick out. John, if they want to follow you on the socials, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at TurboXLR. Uh, also, you can follow me on uh, Twitch as well, twitch.tv forward slash TurboDriveLive, uh, where I stream every Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Kevin Eva. You can find me on Twitter at TheKevinEva, no relation to the Brian Kendrick. And you can also find Last Minute Continue on Twitter at last min continue or one word uh, yes as well as on the youtubes where this only podcast is and we have a an audio feed now yeah you can uh, find us on itunes we we are we are there uh, also if you go into last minute continue there will be stuff there brilliant stuff um i've been titans creed on the twitters uh you can find me on the youtube on my own channel at youtube.com slash project phoenix um uh, that's about it i'm sure uh, kevin will work his magic in the post editing and put all of our social details on the screen for you to look at with the work of magic uh until next time ladies and gentlemen we have been the three man beard trip and i'm sure i'll come up with another suitable beard pun uh next time we could be the free beards maybe <laughs> my back i've treated it down I've yeah there we go um until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you for the next last minute kick out. Peace out. Bye.